da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. We finally arrived, guys, to wrap up the year. And I gotta say, it's been a long three weeks. Time to finally call an end to this one. No, 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 can't. We're doing the wave the white flag. Oh. Sorry, dude. Gosh. I do this every single year. I'm just going to have to get a movie year calendar where I live my life mm. by the movie year mm-hmm. yeah. and not by the regular year right. anymore. Right. Yeah. It's like, guys, it's November over here. I don't know about, right. yeah, I don't know about right. you guys, but yeah. it's mid-November. Yeah. We're getting gearing up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> over here, it's going to be years, good. guys. We yeah. Did. Look at that. As of yesterday, we did this thing for 10 years. 10 years, man. And, and I... And it's the last episode. This is the last episode, yeah. Mm -hmm. I did the math right before we came on the air. This is, conveniently, this is episode number 900 on the dot. Wow. 10 years, 900 episodes. So, Wow. See you guys later. We're out. That's weird planning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Worked out really well. So there you go. What a way to to celebrate 10 years. Then by doing a patented, patent pending, actually, Mm -hmm. I should say that patent's been pending for 10 years. Still need to check in on that. Patent pending top 10 episode. I'm pretty sure we are the first podcast to ever do top 10s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only, it's See. definitely my favorite episode to do because we look back at all the craziness, both good and bad, that was the year of 2022 in movies. So bets are closed. Lists have been locked, guys. No changes <laughs> from here on out. Yeah. No take back. I know we've been algorithming and spreadsheeting for the past few days, gearing up for this. I've been binge watching movies like crazy. I don't know about you guys, but I would say 15 of these movies I watched in the past two weeks, maybe. <laughs> that was just yeah. complete yeah. cram mode. The end of the year, the way work uh, got crazy at the end of the year. I wasn't able to see as many as I wanted to, so I had to do full, full on cram mode before this. Mm-hmm. And there's still a few I haven't gotten to that I yeah. wish I could have seen for this list. Same. So maybe there's an yeah. Ken addendum, hasn't seen but... Top Gun, Banshees, mm-hmm. uh, Woman King, <laughs> right? You haven't seen oh, Avatar. Yeah, you haven't seen Avatar <laughs> or The Fablemans. But other than that, you're pretty mm-hmm. current. He's locked and loaded. Yeah. yeah. So just you know, he saw Morbius seven times though. So he's <laughs> yeah. The only watch Morbius again. <laughs> only best picture movie I saw was Triangle of Sadness. Because <laughs> that was the only title that appealed to me. Just like I can relate to that. I can just sing the title. I'm good. I'm good there. Mm -hmm. All right. So here we are. This is going to be fun. I think we should start out with worst of the year. We'll also get to biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, and also most valuable player of the year and least valuable player of the year a little bit later, as well as our top movies. But Brian Gill... Yeah. How many movies did you see in 2022? 123. You! Yeah, looking at my letterbox now. Uh, 123. I imagine I'll do... I haven't been able to see The Whale or Women Talking. Oh, like the... T- I'll probably watch To Leslie and Living. 
before the Oscar. So like four or five more movies to go, but um, but for the Oscar purposes, not for uh, not for this. I would be surprised if any of those movies would have made my top ten, probably. So I feel okay about it. But yeah, one hundred twenty-three. That's about the goal. Usually, I I try to land somewhere around one hundred hundred to one hundred and twenty. So that, yeah. that was that was about right, and still missed a few. So. Our friends Tanner and and Rod in the Discord they put me to shame. I bet Megan did too. I bet, I bet they put me to shame across the board. I think they probably yeah. There are a few in the Discord that watch yeah two hundred plus a year and yeah. Uh, our buddy Megan amazing. Spell she I think I think her goal might be a hundred. I don't know. She she may text me and be like that's you're an idiot. But usually she she has seen a significantly more than I have at this point in the year. But Richard, did you keep count at all? You have a list of of all the ones you saw or just the top tens? I quantify everything else I do. I've got like a book spreadsheet and, <laughs> yeah. you know, I track my sleep and my thing. Movies are the one thing that I kind of just let be. So I have no idea. I, it, I would, if I were to estimate, it would be every movie we did an episode of minus maybe five throwbacks that I just knew well enough that I didn't feel like I had to rewatch. Mm-hmm. And then maybe add five movies we didn't right. do episodes on. So whatever that number is, I would guess probably about where I am. According to my letterbox, I watched 71, which is more than last year. I thought it was less than last year. It felt like less. Apparently, mm-hmm. last year, I watched 61. Was I only- watching Taken count? No, because then it would be 100, and I would be up there in, in Brian yeah. territory. <laughs> yeah. I only log <laughs> movies that I count for this list, though. I don't yeah. log documentaries and a lot of mm-hmm. other stuff yeah. that I watch throughout Same. the year, yeah. so- I only log list eligible movies on on Letterbox. Maybe yeah. I probably saw over a hundred when it comes to documentaries and okay. concert okay. films or or what have you. But sure. yeah, this was uh this was the ones that qualified. Seventy one. I should have stopped a little bit earlier, but there yeah, there it is. Almost got and it. almost nailed it. Yeah. Now you gotta See watch what I did there. Ninety eight more. Yeah. And okay, let's start with bottom ten. So Brian, kick us yeah. off. Let me give you just a couple of. Uh, let me say this: uh, the top of this year is very is very good. So it's a top heavy year. I didn't. I don't know that there's hardly that there's any like great great movies, but maybe a couple that are on the the cusp of that or close. It wasn't like the best movie year ever, but it was a pretty good year for not watching awful movies. If that makes sense, like there were there were way fewer. This is just a pile of dog crap movies that I saw this year that were that were in contention this year. So good job. I actively avoided a lot this year that I knew were bad. The ones that made my list, I feel like I stumbled upon or or sought Mm -hmm. out because they were actively bad. Okay, I don't think I did really. I mean, I there was only one or two that I went out of my way to watch because I knew they were going to be awful and needed them on on this list. But um, yeah, it was it wasn't. as far as just terrible movies goes, it was it, it wasn't the worst. My my three little quick honorable mentions for worst of the year are uh, three five five or the three fifty five. I don't know the Jessica Chastain, um, Lupita Nyong'o, Diane Kruger action movie that Simon Kinsberg directed for some just terrible. That was pretty pretty bad. Um, I I hated. Alex Is that a Garland's. Netflix one? No, I think it was on Peacock. I mean, it came out in theaters. It was not a Netflix movie, but it was bad. It was not a good movie. Um, Alex Garland's Men 
is is a, an honorable mention here. I don't know what the last thing mm. to that movie was, but I did not. I knew you it. would love that, Brian. I was very <laughs> disappointed we weren't didn't have you on that review. It's like this is Brian Gill yeah, review central. Bad. This is what this is why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, it was, and they're it big. Was they're really big quite bucks. Bad. Quite bad. Some point, you know, as the person who's the lowest on Ex Machina, despite it's a very, very good movie, I think I'm still the lowest on that. Like, I do think that Alex Garden is going to make a like a, a perfect movie at some point. It's, but that wasn't it. That definitely wasn't it. So, last honorable mention for me is Spiderhead, which was a Netflix movie with Hemsworth and uh, Miles Teller. It's quite an interesting year for. Joseph Kaczynski directing Top Gun Maverick, and then also this just god awful movie on on Netflix. Spider-Man. These Spider Man spinoffs are getting kind of out of hand. Way out of hand, man. Way out of hand. Yeah. So uh, like, we don't have rights to the entire Spider Man, <laughs> just right. the helmet right. portion. Make a Spider Ham movie, cowards. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's my honorable mentions. Number ten for me is <laughs> Disney's Pinocchio. Oh, I did not. I avoided this one. I did not. I yeah, couldn't do it. Probably a wise choice. Pinocchio sucks. Just going to put that out there. Bad story. We don't need any more Pinocchio movies. Um, Guillermo del Toro's version is great. Uh, spoiler alert, maybe mentioned later. Uh, he did it well. The Disney version from the, the whatever, the the early days, did it fine. Like, we, we could stop. We don't need to do any more of these things. Hanks is terrible. The whole thing was terrible. Zemeckis should be like forcibly stopped. Should not be allowed to make movies anymore. In my opinion, uh, it was it was very bad. So that's number ten for me. Do you want me to run through my whole list, or we do go individually? I don't. Know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's my Jiminy Cricket, <laughs> right for life. You've been tweeting that though. a lot though for many years. So I've been I, saying that forever. Yeah, kind of and finally, he yeah. says that he has JGL in his basement tied up mm-hmm. and he kind of just strokes his head and says you're my Jiminy Cricket <laughs> <laughs> Richard what's your uh, first worst movie of the year yeah I don't have any honorable mentions on worst but I do have a, a 10 so my number 10 worst the top two of this list I suppose the the least bad will be kind of a theme um, so the number 10 is Doctor Strange Ooh. rough year for Marvel Interesting. Yeah, I had it on the bottom half of my of my list for sure. It wasn't bottom ten level, but it was it was bottom half, which was yeah, it was disappointing. It's also, it's, yeah, it's kind of what they represent too. Like it was just like uh, it just felt like they made it because they had to make it a bit. Mm. And I also have never been a, a Raimi guy, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just I hated it more though as I walked away from it over the last few months and then yeah we'll talk about my number nine here in a few well i've got a a few honorable mentions i can get to let's see the ones right outside of my list are as follows guys black adam Mm -hmm. jerry and marge go large did you guys see (laughs) this one i did yeah yeah not not great cranston man it's you can't ever blame him. I say this all the time. You can't blame him for for doing garbage movies because he was like, he was a working actor for fifty years before Breaking Bad like broke him. And so you just you got to get paid. I get it. Um, that was a pretty rough movie. Not great. But does he even get paid for a movie like that? 
That's what I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's like I would get it if he was in Jurassic World. That you're like, right? Are you right, cashing a big check for Jerry and yeah. Marge go large? <laughs> yeah, it's very odd, but it's a movie like where you see the plot synopsis. You're like, yeah, this could be really, really fun. It just yeah. there was nothing. To, that story was pretty boring. I don't know why mm-hmm. that ever even became a yeah a full fledged movie. I don't think it was worthy of that. That one was bad. And the last one here, my honorable mentions was Hocus Pocus Two. <laughs> Guys, okay. yeah. remember this? Not great. Barely, I barely, barely remember that. That was that was pretty bad. So my number ten on the worst of of the year, Halloween ends. Mm, yeah, that'll come up. Yeah, on the best. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, Halloween ends super disappointing because I love Halloween mm. and the ending. You want to be good, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's why it's on the bottom. Brian, what's the next one on yours? Number nine for me is a movie that uh, I actually really. I, I, I'm not a horror movie guy. There's I've got two horror movies on this list. Um, this was this, here's here's the first one. I actually really liked this original movie, and then I felt like the sequel was like when when DVDs used to exist, and you'd you'd go to Walmart and they'd have like the bin of of whatever five dollar DVDs, and you'd find like oh man I remember this movie, and then then it would be like and and you get a copy of the sequel as well for free, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like the second disc in there. And it's and you're like, oh, cool. How bad can it be? And then you're like, oh, right, really bad, very, very bad. Uh, so that is Orphan First Kill, which mm. was a train wreck from like minute one. Was just like, oh no, Lindsay and I went to see it in theaters, and minute one, I was like, nope, this is gonna be terrible. Like you just, you just could tell, you just could tell right off the bat. So first Orphan's really good. This one, not not a fan. really because this one didn't it get better reviews than the first one. I don't know if it did or not. If it did, um, all those people are wrong. <laughs> okay, there you bad. go. Yeah. Jokes on you, Brian. They got you, they got your cash. They and, did, you know. They did. Yeah. Mission accomplished from Orphan First Kill Team. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's the next one on your list, Richard? Next on my list is is Thor Four, whatever it was called, Lightning and the Thunder, or whatever that song was. Um, yeah, just like a. Uh, you know, if you're gonna be big sellout Marvel stuff, which is I'm fine with, like it needs to. These seemed very, really kind of drifting and aimless, and also we're just in this one. I was much more excited for that's why I have it worse than Doctor Strange, even though it may not be a worse movie because I love Ragnarok so much and love Taika and all that. And it just felt like so sort of lifeless in a lot of ways, and uh, yeah, just like that. This is the um the. These movies kind of prop up the entire industry at this point, and when they're bad, it's like they should be scored extra bad. I feel like because <laughs> they of what they are and represent. So that's my my thinking behind it. So that's kind of the theme to kick off this list, and then we'll get into much worse movies from here. It was called Thor: uh, Lightning and Thunder, and I was wondering why they used Imagine Dragons so much in the soundtrack. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah, lightning and the thunder. Yeah, that one was, I think, middle of my list, probably, around. Yeah, I like that movie fine. Um, that's It was probably top 
25-ish of the year for me. But but uh, I was fine with it. You certainly certainly felt feels like a, a, like Marvel is very templating out. Mm. Like we're starting to actively feel it. At least I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's definitely a bit disappointing compared to what we know that they can do. You know, when Ragonk is out there as one of the best. So, a lot of these movies we have done full reviews on that you can go back and listen to. That that was one. The next one on my list is one, fellas. Not sure if you guys remember this one. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets mm. of Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Apparently this came out in 2022. <laughs> we did a review on it because I looked. Yeah. But it was bad enough that I ranked it uh, this low on the list and it uh, stayed there all year. Yeah, there's a good chunk of movies from the first first four months or so of 2022 like that that feel like a completely different time and year and place and everything's like oh right that was this year that we're talking about it feels much longer ago than uh than it than then but yes yeah good call uh what's the next one on yours brian next one on mine is a Netflix movie. I got I will say my worst list. We only did a review on two or three of these. The best is the opposite. We I think we reviewed <laughs> almost all of them, just the way it broke down this year. Uh yeah, Netflix movie that like the first half, I was like, this is not good, but it's not terrible. It's it's yeah, I kind of get the bit. It's fine. And the last, the second half of it was I just was kind of constantly yelling in my office like what what are we doing here like what's what's going on it was second half one of the worst movies i've ever seen so it'll it'll average out as as the eighth worst movie of the year that is the jamie fox snoop dog movie day shift oh i saw multiple snoop dog movies this year but this was not one of them <laughs> <laughs> he's getting movies out man he's he's uh he's cranking them yeah this was terrible this was a, just a really it was like, hey, we have a we have a funny, interest, maybe funny concept for a Netflix kind of movie. Okay, cool, yeah, whatever. And then, uh, and then that concept really ran out of steam. Is it like a vampire killers movie kind of yeah, thing? I know, yeah, Van Helsing or something. What yeah. is it? Yeah, it's 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 similar. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, it's very, I don't know, uh, paid by numbers for this sort of thing. And then again, the back half, it just. It it I wouldn't it's not even the ran out of steam. It just someone along the line was like, Hey, I've got a terrible idea. What if we did this? And everybody's like, Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. And then that's the movie. It was it's it's very bad. And very forgettable. No one will remember this movie. That's fine. But um it still deserves a place in the mention here. Didn't Jamie Foxx have one last year? What was it? Project Power. Project Power, yeah. Project mm-hmm. Power, was, yes. I think that was twenty twenty. I don't know. It's all Seems like Netflix has got him on some kind of retainer. Which is good on them. Jamie Foxx rules, but yeah, these are very forgettable. Seems pretty bad most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not great. All right. Uh, next one on your list, Richard, for the worst of the year. Yeah. N- next up on my list is uh, a movie. I don't think we did an episode. I can't remember, but um, I watched it because I'd read the book. The book wasn't great either, but I was like, this could be cool because of the cast. Maybe this will work. And everyone behind it, filmmakers and everything, was interesting. What well, huge budget, et cetera. And that was uh, The Gray Man. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was quite a disappointing uh, feature there. With with that kind of talent, you would think that it would be better than it was for sure. This was the the Gosling Russo's Netflix one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. That is correct. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they keep spending so much on so little. You know, <laughs> like if you're gonna spend money, make sure like what you're spending money on, there's some substance, something something good. It feels like the screenplays and treatments are just means to an end to get something something out there. And I don't think long term that's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're they're in the quantity over quality business, and that's a it's an example right there. Uh, all right, next one on my list, I believe was a Netflix one as well. I believe it was an exclusive Netflix one. Did not do an episode on it. Would have been excited for it at the beginning of the year if you had shown me the cast, all this kind of stuff. But I saw it and I, I was so confused. Like, why? Why? Did you guys see White Noise? Yeah. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. Did not. Did not. This was not me. Not for me. <laughs> I don't know what Adam Driver was doing here, Greta. I got, I got you. <laughs> Just not for me. Um, Felt like taking Wes Anderson dialogue <laughs> and putting it in, yeah, a normal context, which yeah. makes no Delia sense to me. Like it felt such like, so, like so. I was so clearly watching a, a staged movie or something. <laughs> like there was nothing about this that I felt like I was in a in invested such a high budget such a weird movie yeah everyone was really going for it in this and to me it just really missed the mark on in a lot of areas but yeah i guess the only thing it it didn't miss the mark on is ambition because it it went for it (laughs) i watched that i didn't dislike it as much i thought driver was pretty good and that maybe that saved some of it uh but I definitely, as I was watching it, was was kind of like, do I hate this or not? I can't decide. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this, and I I ended up leaning more towards I don't I don't think this is very good. This is quite a bit of nonsense. Um, but I think it was intentional nonsense. Not that that makes it necessarily better, but I definitely get the this is <laughs> this is not for me. The dance sequence at the end was like really put me over the top of like, no, okay, this was nonsense. I'm not. I'm not digging this. I felt like they were going for don't look up. Yeah. But they didn't <laughs> lean all the way fully <laughs> into let's do don't right. look up. That sounds right. He, he got let's do no bomb box. Don't look up. Yeah. And this is what it was. He had a lot yeah. of money to make that movie too, which is a lot. Hey guys, like that's what I'm saying. Stop. We got to stop spending money like this. We got to stop spending money like this. But, uh, yeah. Okay. hundred million dollars is the, but is the, the, the yeah. peak you can spend. And that's a lot guys. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> these movies got to be thirty million guys. That's, that's just, I'm sorry. That's just it's it, it is what it is. We gotta stop spending eighty hundred million dollars on this kind of stuff. We gotta stop. I I just I don't know what to tell you anymore. Yeah, that one looks like it cost nine trillion dollars, <laughs> and I'll never think about it again. Hundred million was the bu- the budget. Yeah, no. Danny Elfman did the score, so there's there's probably uh, the reason I actively disliked it <laughs> all right what's the next one on your list brian let's let's stay with netflix let's stay with netflix here we go uh, i watched this one yeah look hey netflix it made thirty thousand dollars at the box office though white yeah, noise did well, though that's so. money well spent 30k um, gotta stay in the noah bombach business um <laughs> <laughs> that's mean he's very good i don't know I, anyway 
You know, look, Netflix has got two movies that are in my top ten, so it 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 did quite well this year. But it it also had several that are in the bottom ten. This one I watched knowing full well there was almost no chance that it wasn't going to be worst of the year. Maybe there there were there was a drink involved in this, and so I watched Home Team, the uh, Sean Payton movie with Kevin oh, James. Yeah. Except for the sequel with Russell Wilson. <laughs> He's just counting home country in his house. Um, yeah, <laughs> home country. God. So uh, it's it's real bad. It's real real bad. And I'm glad that Adam Sandler continues to get money from from Netflix. Get all the money you can get, same man. But uh, can we stop? Can we stop doing Kevin James stuff? That'd be great. I would really like that. It was terrible. Really bad. Movie. Yeah, that c- might come up a little bit later. Okay. All right. So what's your next one, Richard? My next one is, uh, you know, it's hard to put this on the list uh, because it's a movie that brought all of us so much joy this year. It was a beautiful piece of just work, uh, but it was awful. But it's Don't Worry, Darwin. Mm. Mm. But I'm so glad it existed. What a fun time <laughs> it was. Florence kept it out of the, the worst of the year for me. I think she's really actually genuinely good in that terrible, terrible movie. And it was it was enough to save it from this kind of list for me. But I'm glad it, it wasn't for you. I'm glad. Because it was quite a fun ride. Yeah. It was uh right between Doctor Strange and Corsage on my list. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw Corsage, but that, that, that one might be worth uh checking out. It's kind of a worse version of uh, Spencer, Kristen Stewart. Remember that yeah. one? All right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was number 48 overall. So, you know, crack the top 50, I guess is the best I could say to <laughs> Olivia on that one. Next one on my list was certainly a disappointment going into the year. I would have pegged this way more near the top 10 than the bottom if I were to bet on it, guys, it's Amsterdam. Mm, yeah, that's a disappointing one for sure. Ooh. For sure. Man, that was that was a bummer. Nothing came together in this one. Uh, had all the right, uh, I guess, uh, intention in the world, but <laughs> sometimes things just don't work, you know? And this was a case of that, in my opinion. I don't know how many more chances David O is going to get. Zero. For He's me. He's done. He's done. Yeah. He's not making Maybe. movies anymore. Yeah. It's over. Maybe. Because of the off screen stuff. Like yeah. there's yeah. There's a zero percent chance that he's getting money to make a movie. Again. Yeah. Well, maybe in Italy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe him and Spacey. Yeah, know? exactly. Team up together. Yeah. Go to a Make Napoli a heck of game. a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a Louis C. K. tour <laughs> video or something. I don't know. Like could sure there's could, probably yeah, there's a market somewhere for him. <laughs> Well, yeah, Amsterdam, the bottom for me. What's your next one, Brian? Amsterdam is one of my favorite episodes we did this year. It was, yes, yeah. that was such a weird experience of a movie. And you're totally right. It's not good. It was very close to making the list for me. Uh, but it was a fun episode to do. Number six for me, I think seven is where I would start saying, like, here's where the real. This is real, real bad. Six has no business being on this list. Like there's 
there is there is no world in which if you gave us okay you gave the three of us that's not even fair because kent is a real director if you gave me the money and the property that this thing had i believe i can make it a c a c minus movie and keep it out of the 10 worst of the year right but it has been a pattern with this series it still breaks my heart and makes me so frustrated uh number six for me is jurassic world Dominion or whatever whatever it's called um it just there should never be there just should never be a time where a jurassic park movie is this freaking bad for the dumbest of reasons you know it just they spent half this movie with giant locusts guys like the the easiest thing to do would just be like hey what if we just put some dinosaurs on screen and instead, we just get locusts for half the movie. That's the I, whole point, Brian, though. You don't get baffling. it. That's the, that's the point. Is It's not about the dinosaurs, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's the next one on my list, too. Oh, sweet. So we could talk about it here. Man, that yeah, one, up I actively too, so. actively dis, uh, dislike it. Trevorrow actively still thinks it is awesome. So watching that unfold is still hilarious to me. I'm a member of the Jurassic Park Reddit page, like just talks about all the Jurassic movies mm-hmm. and seeing the fans come to grips with the fact that it's not good now, like a year later is really funny. Like, guys, I just went back and watched it again. I don't think it was as good <laughs> as I said it was when I first, <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's a funny thing. Just go on there and for a good time, for some good laughs. But man, I agree, Brian. That one should have been a bunt, you know, a bunt, easy, you know, walk off bunt to a uh, a win for them. I mean, it felt like such an easy, easy thing to make that movie. Yeah. But yeah, it, just so I don't even want to think about mistakes. it. And so all these dumb, all these hybrid dinosaurs look dumb, and they're it's just everything about it's bad. Everything about it is bad. It did lead to some fun arguments with my nine-year-old, though. So I, if that's the goal, then congrats, I guess. He was super in on it? Yeah, I just, at some point... <laughs> I can see how if I was nine, this would be the best well, thing yeah, ever yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, at some point, I just, I just said, I'm out on all dinosaurs that have feathers, and I'm out on any dinosaur that wasn't a dinosaur when I was... 12 years old like i'm done like i don't want any new ones all these hybrid dinosaurs and it made him it made cooper furious he was so angry at me and he just locked himself in his we, room he like we came home we, we were at target or something when this came up because he was looking at the toys for jurassic park jurassic world and i was just like no it looks stupid i don't like it and he came home and he spent 30 minutes on my iPad, googling names of weird dinosaurs and showing me the picture and being like, "Are what you about in this out one? on this?" <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, "Out!" And he was just like, "Oh my god!" He was getting so frustrated with me. So that was that was way more enjoyable for me um, than the movie was for sure. For sure. For sure. I'm kind of Team Coop on this. I'm 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 in on all dinosaurs, <laughs> but not me, man. I, I, I think, think there you should can only make, be 15. I think you shouldn't I think be able to make limit. any dinosaurs. Bad though, like I shouldn't walk away from watching dinosaurs and be like, "Man, hated that." That's my point. All these <laughs> you know? dinosaurs look stupid. Like the yeah, the, the weird. I, I hate the feathers. I know I made a big deal about that on the episode. I know it's scientifically accurate. I do not care. It looks stupid. My my brain 
does not accept this and i don't i don't like it i don't like any of these new dinosaurs so i think there should only be 12 or 15 we should limit it to 15 dinosaurs that's it just leave it there is this anywhere on your list richard yeah it's number four on my list so we're just getting it out now yeah hated it hate the series so frustrating hopefully that's it have you seen Colin Trevorrow come out now though and say there shouldn't ever have been any Jurassic Park sequels? Like, Dude, you made three of them. You, you did this. <laughs> you are responsible. It's for just it. your fault. <laughs> Could have said that at the outset. Yeah. If you didn't have a vision for this, you just say that, man. It's fine. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, next one for you, uh, Richard. Yeah. Next one for me. Is uh, another superhero-y movie-ish. Um, don't know what we're doing here. But it doesn't look like it's going to continue. So that's cool. Uh, Black Adam. Nice. Yeah, that was uh, gone. Again, seeing uh, The Rock try to justify this as a success yeah. is is still funny. <laughs> remains to be. Remains to be seen if The Rock can can land on his, his feet. After uh, some some poor poor performances, some poor PR type stuff, and then you know the next thing he's got is a J.K. Simmons Santa movie. It looks like so. I don't know. I'm not really looking up. He's got to have to throw together a Jumanji or get back in Fast and Furious ASAP. Show up at WrestleMania. Having to, to kind of grovel to get back into fast would be would be pretty fun. I would enjoy that. Yeah. That would be good. That would be good. All right. Uh next one for you, Brian. Number five for me is one you mentioned, Kent, so it won't go long on it. It is Halloween ends. Mm. Uh I don't Forgot you I, saw this one. Yeah, I did. It was uh I didn't see the 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 middle one. What was it called? Kills. Kills. I didn't see kills. And I was like, do I need to see kills before I see ends? And every single person was like, no, absolutely not. No one needs to see that. I was like, okay, cool. Ends is is like, uh, I don't know what we're doing here. And I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we're making a Michael Myers movie in which Michael Myers is really not in the movie. I don't really get that. I think that's the thing you have going for you with Halloween is Michael Myers. And instead, it's just some dude i don't know i don't i don't understand any of the the thinking on this please stop making these movies i i can't i can't so do promising it at one point too yeah <laughs> yeah the first one was awesome yeah first one and first one had some good ideas the podcast yeah. thing was fun um yeah i i thought the first one was sort of satisfying and and a, a, a return that's probably the second best halloween movie i would i would say yeah as not an expert of the Halloween movies, but uh, we can stop there. We don't need it. We don't need to do this anymore. It's it's yeah. it's over. It's over now. Thank you. Well, next one on my list is Jurassic World Dominion adjacent. <laughs> the bubble. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's coming. Up that was meant to be a spoof of Jurassic World and ended up being worse than Jurassic World in, in my opinion. Yeah, this one. Uh, Never should have gotten off the ground. Another case of everyone says no. Netflix is like, yeah, we'll do it. And uh, probably shouldn't have ever said, yeah, we'll do it in the first place. The bubble. Not not good. And I'm Team Judd, too. But this was a miss. I think I'm out now. I think yeah, I'm, I'm out. out, too. Yeah. I think he's lost it. It it 
He can make a documentary. Yeah, that's true. Shanling thing was great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bubbles number two on my list. So it was. And it really thought about it for number one. Like yeah. That was a true, like <sighs> genuinely physically painful experience trying to to force my th- myself through that movie. It was so, it's so bad. So bad. It's number three so on unfunny. my list, too. Okay. Yeah. So we're all it's, we're all up there on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That that's like a, it, genuinely all timer bad. Like this is a when we when we do a recap of this decade, that will definitely be in play for worst of of the decade. It was so bad to me. Yeah, that needs to be the subject of his next oral history. Is just <laughs> how bad that movie was, Judd. Yeah, I want yeah. that one. I'd be interested. Well, that one was was bad. What about you, Richard? What's the next one on your list? Uh, Amsterdam. So we've already talked through it. So okay. just quickly. Yeah. Uh, Brian, next on yours. Number four for me. This is the number one movie of, oh, really? That came out this year? Wow. Okay. Um, and it was really, real bad. I have not revisited it. It is. It came out. I will never revisit it, obviously. Um, it came out a full year ago. So maybe it is just stuck in my brain as something that is worse than it actually was. But I, 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 I can't believe how bad moonfall was uh that should be that was this year yeah that was 2022 yeah yeah i thought that was last year i would have definitely had it on this (laughs) i thought i had it on last year's list because like uh it it was it was like late january early february okay i just uh, forgot it on here that is yeah that's an all-time bad movie (laughs) yeah and and like again it just shouldn't be that hard to make. Like, I mean, Emmerich has made his whole career off of disaster movies that aren't very good, but are like sort of fun, I guess. And then, and then this one uh, is not fun, and it has some of the a couple of the dumbest plot twists, quote unquote, that you could uh, you could possibly. Oh, man, I was very excited for you guys to see that one. I did not yeah. know you did, okay, yeah, guys. Terrible. This very, very this very one, <laughs> right when you think it gets, it, it's as bad as it could be, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like one of those. Yeah, real bad. Okay. All right. Next one for me. You mentioned it, Brian. Home team. Oof. You were an early adopter on this one. You watched it oh, much yeah. earlier than had to. Than me. I had fresh. to watch it on premiere night, you know? <laughs> Get there, do a breaking news podcast on The Athletic, you know? <laughs> but um, this one was bad, guys. And this comes to fruition because one of Sandler's writing buddies is married to or engaged to Peyton's daughter. So that's how this all came to uh, came to fruition. I think this story is like pretty interesting, to be honest. The story of Peyton... Going and coaching a high school team like that could be a good drama movie, but the way they went about it with this was uh, the opposite of good. It's like they made little, tried to make little giants, and it was mm, yeah, pretty terrible. Yeah. Also, if, if also liberty ever, liberty sucks too. Yeah, just had to get that out there. Yeah, and man, if you're ever making a movie about mad about movies and you cast Kevin James as me, I swear to God, I will lose my mind. Like that's the biggest insult. I can't believe, I can't believe Sean Payton participated with that, but maybe that's, maybe Kevin James has a higher, uh, Q rating than, than I'm willing to give him credit for. 
Well, you had to pick of, you only had like five people to choose from. That could be Sandler, could Kevin James, could yeah. be Rob Schneider, could be Nick Swardson, <laughs> or... Make me Spade. Just, that's fine. That's fine. Go Spade. Go spade. Alan Covert. <laughs> or just that weird naked stoner guy <laughs> from Grandma's Boy. That guy. Ah, home team. Worst of the year for me on the bottom four. What about you, Richard? What's the next one on your list? Bottom four for me. I'll just do my next two just to get them out because we've already talked about them. Jurassic World and then the bubble. Mm. Yeah. yeah very similar. Yeah. Similar on your list too. All right. What about you, Brian? Yeah. Moonfall was for number three for me. I only watched this genuinely because of the Oscars and knowing the nomination <laughs> that it was going to get. Blonde is Blonde. such oh. a disaster. I'm surprised I, it's that. I thought it'd be definitely your first worst. It's my second worst. So okay. bad. That's how much I hated the bubble. That I had the bubble. Oh yeah, true. Beneath, fair. Beneath this, um, I one of the more confounding. You know, there's there's like Babylon is a movie that I did not care for, and I said in a review, it it. I you know I gave I gave Chazelle a lot of credit for being ambitious and like taking some swings. I just thought he missed on pretty much every swing along the way. This is kind of the opposite. It's like I can't call this is not ambitious. This is just stupid and misguided and hmm. kind of shock jockey in a way. Like the the direction on this is a disaster. And sh- look, I I I love Anna Darmus and I'm. I'm content to have her uh, on screen for, you know, whatever. And this like John Wick movie that she's going to do and whatnot. Like I, I'm not, it's not a reflection on her like career or whatever. She is awful in this movie. Just, Mm -hmm. just awful. And I, I, there's, I, I griped about it last week on the, the Oscar uh, nominations news app. So don't need to, to rehash it, but I don't, I don't understand the, the thought process on on this at all this was a just a dumpster fire awful movie hmm. i think we're done with marilyn monroe movies too yeah look michelle williams did it incredibly well like that what is that my year with marilyn or whatever my that week. she's yeah my week there it is sorry she's so great in that and we could just leave it there we don't need to this was exploitative and gross and i mean just so many things about it were very, very not good. And I hate that it got an Oscar nomination and sort of like um validates its existence. It it shouldn't it shouldn't yeah. exist. It's a garbage fire movie. All right. My top three, speaking of garbage fires, Rob Zombies the Munsters. Oh, oh man, did I didn't not see, see that. Yeah. yeah. You did not? Oh guys. No. No. Guys. <laughs> guys. Oh. Imagine <laughs> the Munsters, directed by Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Two strikes, thanks. I'm good. Lit by black lights. <laughs> God. Is but it's worse than you. It's worse than you're picturing. Is this I the promise. bit? Is is this like? This is another Netflix one, by the way. Yeah, it got sold tough, to them because I don't year. think anyone wanted it when it was. Right. <laughs> I I I just I don't get. I don't get the um, uh, 
the appreciation, I guess, for the the I'll be I'll be kind and and say filmmaker who like is intentionally making bad movies. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know. It's it's I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand the appeal. But you like his music, just not the films. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. If his films could be as good as right. Dragula, then you'd be in. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a huge swing and a miss, The Munsters. And I like The Munsters, the show. Great show. Really bad movie. What's the next one for you, Richard? Top two, right? Top two, I'm, Bond is number two for me. Got it. Awful. Exploitive. Yeah. Really like good joke of a movie think mm-hmm. that thinks it's so artistic and smart that's always yeah. that's what makes it incredibly bad is like there's just so much pretense to it and zero delivery on it i mean that's a truly terrible movie and the fact that it was so hyped for so long yeah and yeah just brutal awful what about you brian top two the bubbles number two for me Mm. Um. So, I'll, yeah, I, I assume this is this is on at least one of your lists, maybe both of us. It felt wrong to comment on 2022 and make an end of year worst list, um, and not have more tar at number one. Oh. so Mor- Morbius is is uh is Morbius for me. Um, to be honest, the bubble. The bubble definitely has is wasting more talent. Blonde is definitely a more awful experience. I but but the 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 five year lead up to Morbius the the it's Morbin time line. Um, Matt Smith dancing. It, all of these things it was it was definitely the most memeable movie of uh in a bad way def too uh, of 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 the year so i think it all combines to be the worst movie of of 2022 so morbius for me i'm with you morbius is my number one as well it is unbelievable how bad and just when they put it out again and it made zero dollars was so funny just mm-hmm. an incredible moment in the history of 2022 movie going. I'll never forget that. So that was my number one. My number two worst of the year, I don't know if you guys saw this, was Metal Lords. I don't even know what that is, I don't think. This was uh, brought to us by the Game of Thrones guys. Oh. And this is a movie about kids who want to play metal music. But it starred a bunch of kids, but it was like a really hard R, which was very confusing. <laughs> and, you know, they said rock and roll is dead for a while. It's it's dead. It's official. This movie, this movie might have killed it forever. <laughs> you got to see this, Brian. I can't believe okay. you haven't seen this movie. Try to make it all the way through. I challenge you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll try. What is it even on? I don't. Netflix. I genuinely don't think I've even heard of this. Okay. Metal Lords. Wow. Check that one out. I think it was part of the Netflix deal that they signed. Didn't they sign a big deal uh, with yeah. Benioff yeah. and? Uh huh. They got the three body problem coming this year. I think. Benioff and Vice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys. 
All right, there we go. Um, there's the worst of the year for me. Richard, did we get your number one? My number one? No, I can give it now, though. I don't think we've talked about it. Oh. Morbius. <laughs> oh, man, that one was bad. Glad you brought that up. Gosh. Yeah. It's, been, I mean, it's, it's like five years, man. Five years we've been <laughs> building to this movie. It was terrible. Like, Good thing they held the worst it sound mix so ever, and <laughs> such a stupid premise and performance, and yeah. yeah, just Sony is rough, man. Yeah, yeah, can't wait for Craven this year. That'll be fun time um, for everyone. Yeah, could definitely watch Morbius maybe fifty times again though before I watch the bubble or blonde just to be honest. Wow. I can't, I can't do it. I, I physically wanted to crawl up inside my body during the bubble and yeah, blonde was, was worse even on that side. But yeah. And this is a guy who hasn't even seen Metal Lords or the Monsters <laughs> saying this. He hasn't seen nothing yet, brother. Uh <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, as we transition here to best of the year, guys, let's talk about our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments. How about that? Yeah. So biggest surprise for you, Brian. Biggest surprise for me. Um, had a few contenders. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, I did not expect to be the movie that it, it – like – from when did it come out in like March or maybe early April, mm-hmm. and and just from from a pair of directors whose last movie I I is one of like five that I I have not finished. I was like, nope, I'm out. Turned it off. Did not really expect uh, that movie to be anything like what it was, and then it was it had like the most Oscar nominee. Great. It was generally turned out to be like a great movie. That's super surprising um, for me at least. It wasn't. I wasn't really uh, that wasn't really on my radar for the the 2022 bingo card. So that's probably probably number one. If I had another one, it might be like that. Uh, Puss in Boots two is in my top ten of the year. Genuinely, would never have expected that, and and that the animation style on that is so great. Everything that happened with it, I'll talk about it more here in a sec. But that's that's a that's quite a surprise as well for me. What about you, Richard? Biggest surprise of the year. Biggest surprise was, you know, it's just kind of movie that I just didn't really see coming until maybe right before it started coming out. We talked about it a bit on the episode. Uh, was the menu? It's like, oh, oh nice. that's cool. That that I, you know, when we do this this show for ten years, nine hundred episodes, um, seven of them good. Um, we normally have pretty abreast of the release calendar and know what things are we may not know if they're going to be good or bad but they we know they ex- you know will exist in some sort of context and that was one i was kind of just uh ignorant to and then re- really ended up enjoying it. it didn't quite make my top 10 it was like my honorable mention just outside but from not knowing what it was to 
liking it that much was I love that feeling. So that was my surprise. Kent, what about you, man? Yeah, my biggest surprise is I've got a movie, but it's more of just a category. And uh, my the biggest surprise for me is the movie Smile. I don't know if you guys yeah, uh, saw that. Good. Yeah, good, good. And, I didn't see it, but good, good thought there. And, uh, you know, it did really well, but I think the genre, you know, observation here is just mid-budget smart horror movies. There was some really smart plot lines and direction, and it didn't just go like cheese horror uh, mm. this year. And, and that felt really refreshing. Um, Smile was good. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Barbarian uh, was another one that I, I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, some smart ones. The Black Phone, another one. Mm. But uh, some smart horror and uh, Smile, I think, summarized uh, that the best. So that was my biggest surprise. Nice. That's, that's good. Good call. All right. Let's get into the top 10 best of the year. Brian, you have any honorable mentions? I, yeah, I had a bunch. I'll, I'll, I won't name them all, but they're, they're, there was like, coming into this, I had six movies that were locks, definite. These, this is my top six. I had another couple that I felt like, yeah, this is, this is probably seven and eight. And then I had, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe, maybe, maybe up as many as 15 movies that were like all sort of jumbled into one tier. Um, and so like picking two out of that group is, was kind of like a, eh, I'll just go with this and you know, we'll, I'll be all right with it. But yeah, a couple movies that I ended up leaving out that I really, really liked and, and probably liked just as much as, as, uh, number nine and 10 on my list, uh, was the menu, which Richard mentioned and maybe on his top 10. So I won't, I won't go long on that one. Uh, very surprisingly, Guillermo del Toro's, uh, Pinocchio is beautiful and and um, honestly might be my favorite Del Toro movie. It was it really did a great job with that. Did not see that coming at all. Uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on was delightful and really touching and sweet and uh, very obviously very unique. Cool use of of that stuff. Chippendale was probably my last cut. I loved that. That was such a fun fun time. I still it's baffling to me that that that's the one that. Disney kept out of theaters doesn't really make a lot of sense to me um, this year, but uh, yeah, yeah. And then like Wakanda Forever, Lightyear, Prey, you know the weird movie, Weird Al movie. I mean, there was there was a lot of movies that I thought was that were just solid A's, and so uh, just kind of picking between those for for the the bottom of the list was was difficult. So lots of movies there that uh, that I mentioned. Richard, any that barely made uh, missed the list for you? Yeah, the menu was on there. Um, weird movie was on there. Those are the main two that I would say were like honorable mention quality. A lot of good movies this year, like Brian said, around the eight. But I'll put those two as honorable mentions, and then uh, we'll get to the list. Yeah, a couple for me uh, that missed barely: uh, the Batman, the Woman King, Smile. I already mentioned uh, Babylon. Actually, didn't make a make the top mm. ten. Wouldn't have expected that uh, going into the year. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Really enjoyed this one too. Mm. It uh, mm-hmm. missed out on the top ten. Uh, Chip and Dale, Brian, I'm with you. This one was in the top ten for 
vast majority of the year. It it just got bumped out like in the last month or so. I really, really thought that was probably my favorite comedy of the year. And uh, the one next, the first one right outside the top 10 for me is The Fablements. Okay. But what about number 10 for you, Brian? 10 for me, Puss in Boots 2, The Last Wish. Really genuinely could not have. I mean, I was. Can't wait to the see Shrek it. movies are fine, but like, I was not expecting this to be. Th- this is like probably number one on the list of like, this has no business being as good as it is. Um, the the animation style is is incredible. Um, it's very Spider Versey, and I mean the voice talent's really good too. But like the the story just had way 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 more depth and and thoughtfulness than I would have expected, um, given what most of the rest of this uh, this universe has been. It's it's a really really good kids movie that I I think I was as into as Coop was, which. Doesn't happen a whole lot with uh, with animated movies. Awesome, yeah, that's uh, never one you expect going in, right? Man, Puss in Boots is going to be in my top ten yeah. this year. From the director of The Crudes, a new age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really surprising turn of events, but uh, but I, I I really dug it. Really and Trolls it. Holiday is a <laughs> film, an experience. Uh, what about you, Richard? Number ten. My number 10 is Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I still um, like Knives Out more, um, but I, I've, you know, we've talked, we did an episode on this, not to belabor it, but yeah, just make these every two or three years. I'm happy and I uh, love, love the character, love the setting of this one was really fun and uh, loved all the satirical parts of it. It was less like plot interesting mm. as the first one right but it was it made up for a lot of it with just a lot of uh a lot of fun so yep number 10 for me awesome love it yeah love it number that's number seven on my list so yeah big time agree loved it i am with you too knives out i think is a little bit better but glass onion was a blast a lot of fun number 10 for me was one that i saw pretty early in the year and it stuck with me it was so heartfelt beautifully done and granted, this is a director I'm a sucker for. I feel like he speaks directly to me, like to my soul. And so it's hard for me to look away or, or keep him out of my mind as I whittle down my choices for the year. It's Apollo 10 and a half. Did you guys see this one from Richard Linklater? I did, yeah. yeah. Loved this. Nice, nice. I thought it was uh, really interesting, you know, the Roto animation. And then obviously setting it in Houston, you know, kind of a period piece i thought it was uh thought it was a really special movie and um just yeah all it just kept going back to to it uh, in my mind as i kept thinking about just just movies that struck me and and spoke to me and that one was certainly one of them uh Apollo 10 and a half space age childhood it's got a, a little bit of space uh, theme here but it's a lot about you know coming of age type you know mm-hmm. link later type of story so check that out Apollo 10 and a half. If you did not see it, it's worth worth seeking out. That's my uh, number 10. What about you, Brian? I like that. That was a a solid pull, Ken. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Very touching. Very sweet. Yes. Link lettery. Um, It was cool to see him do the animation thing again. Like that. Yeah. Number nine for me is Cha-Cha Real Smooth. 
Uh, I kind of went back and forth on where this, for a long time, this was top, I don't know, probably three or four of the year. And then I had a stretch where I was like, eh, I'm not sure I liked it as much as I, you know, it, on, upon reflection, I'm not sure I like, care as much about it, but I've kind of come full circle and I think it, it deserves a, a spot here. We love, love Cooper Rafe. Looking forward to that next movie of his with David Harbour. Um, and I, th- I think this was Cooper Hoffman too. Is a, yeah, that's a, right. I forgot well. about that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I thought this was a really, it was funny. Um, it was very vulnerable and honest and, and, uh, there's some cringe factor to it, but, but I think organically. So yeah, I think it's an improvement on, on the first movie and, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do moving forward. Uh, but yeah, just right, right here at the back, back end of my, of my top 10 solid a kind of movie. Yeah. I really liked it too. Didn't stick with me as hard as shit house did mm. that one. Just crushed my soul in all the best ways. Uh, it, on my list, it was right between Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and Lightyear. Okay. So uh, yeah. two, you know, really solid movies. It was, uh, you know, put with. And again, yeah, very much looking forward to the next one. I think Apple probably thought that one would make a bigger wave when they when they purchased mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I think they thought they hey. had Coda too. And right. Didn't, didn't quite <laughs> yeah. go that way. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, next for you, Richard, number nine. Number nine for me is The Fablemans, but I think it'll probably come up higher on Brian, so maybe we'll save talking about it then. But, you know, a master at work, for sure. Yeah. But I've got Cha-Cha at number six. So uh, Nice. Maybe, just as well. So that was a... Very that was nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So Really good movie. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, not just with the next movie, but, but move forward. Just such a... It's such an interesting kind of voice, I think, um, on on the filmmaking side of things. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, next one for me, my number nine, it's one that stuck with me too, and I thought it was a really simple story. Uh, you know, I'm not about big budgets. I think that's usually a a theme on most of my lists. Is like uh, some of these run and gun movies. I I, I tend to enjoy. Uh, did you guys see Emily the Criminal with Aubrey Plaza? I did. Yeah. Loved mm-hmm. this. Really enjoyed this movie. I love a ripping people off uh, fraud type story. You know, mm-hmm. this is kind of a black market type fraud, credit card scams and shopping scams and all that kind of stuff. And I So that stuff super interests me. And then you've got this incredible turn from Aubrey Plaza in this movie that feels like it's going to open up a lot of doors in, in her career. Uh, love Aubrey Plaza in this, and this movie was really enjoyable. So yeah, my number nine. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Aubrey's great. She's always great. Love love whatever she's going to do, pretty much. She's awesome. awesome. Loved it. Yeah, pretty good. Loved it, loved it. Uh, next one for you, Brian. Number eight for me. Um, I was re-watching it today, just kind of, solidifying yeah do i is this where where does this land and uh because it had been a while it was an early uh i guess first quarter movie uh from from 2022 and i want to reward dc for doing things well so i'm going uh i'm going with the batman at number eight nice the pattinson reeves joint um and and dano so i think done really well there's there's a couple you know i could wish 
there's a couple things here and there with emo Batman that were kind of obnoxious, but otherwise, and the movie's way too long, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> I queued it up today. I was like, three hours? What the crap? So kind of forgot about that. But uh, <laughs> but overall, um, a good use of the dark and gritty, gloomy kind of thing that DC has done uh, for the last 20 years now. Um, it's nice. This was one of the ones. Fine. If if it felt like finally, finally, you guys have kind of figured out the way in which, or the the when this is appropriate and how to do it well. And so uh, I appreciate that that was done and that we finally have a decent Batman movie again. Turns out hiring a good director makes a difference. It does. It it's does. Amazing it, how this it thing may it that works. may have something to do with. That movie yeah. being <laughs> right, Perhaps. yeah, I, I I'm with you. It barely mi- missed out on my my no, top ten okay. too. It was uh, so it was in the biggest surprise camp for me for sure. Okay. Loved it. See, yeah. Uh, next for you, Richard. Next for me is a Netflix movie, uh, Hustle, Sandler. Nice. Doing yeah, really like this movie. It's you know I'm a basketball fan and a sports fan, and, and basketball has some of the worst movies about it. Oftentimes. And they get a lot of the basketball wrong. There's still some uh, qualms with this, maybe on a few things. But I thought it was a pretty, uh, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily realistic, but it felt realistic, right? And uh, mm. it was done with a lot of love for uh, the NBA game and a lot of great, you know, and, you know, Turks in it. So obviously it's going to be without ten. So. <laughs> yeah, five spot bump because of that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, that was an awesome, awesome movie. Got a recommend from me earlier in the year and Sandler, man. I never would have thought that a non-PTA, non-Safties Sandler movie would bring that out of him, but here we are. Mm. It's yeah, a new day. Oh, Sandman, that's too much. He's the best. Yes. All right. Next for me, I'll go with my next one. It was Glass Onion. Sweet. Really. That's number seven it. for me. Really so, liked it. Okay, yeah. great. Love that. So yeah, not not quite top five level. Like I think Knives Out was probably, you know, higher on my list. But love these characters, man. Love Benoit Blanc. Love these, this universe. Give me all of this you can you can do, Ryan. And mm-hmm. it looks like he's already started on the next one as we speak. He's uh, said that's his next movie. So awesome. We'll get we'll get more of it. We'll see if the next one can get higher on the list than number eight. But Glass Onion, super fun time, funny. Great screenplay, good performances, and uh, one I'll watch many more times. So, mm-hmm. Glass Onion yeah. for me was my number eight. It was number seven for you, Brian. So, it was number seven three. for me. What was yeah. your number eight? A number eight was the Batman. So, okay. number seven Got is it. Glass Onion. Um, only thing I would add to what you guys have said is Janelle Monet is great, great in the double role. Thought she was fantastic. And Ed Norton as Elon Musk is one of my favorite things of the year. It was just a total blast to watch. To watch that and to then see the to see Benny Blanc working off of that the the he's an idiot scene is one of the is one of the best scenes of the year to me very very funny great so use of the, of the setup for that yes yes all right Richard what's next on your list the next one on my list is the first entry in the Lydia Tar cinematic universe Tar <laughs> first of many what a to weird come. cinematic universe. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought it was just a really well-made movie. Kate um, Blanchett's incredible. She Pretty much if she's bringing it, it'll be a top 10 movie for me. It's like a really much more complex movie than I thought it was going to be. It has a lot to say. It's interesting. It's of the time. I thought it was really good. It's a, way too long, but if it, something's going to be long, it might as well be good. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. My number seven is RRR. Nice. You guys see this? I did, yeah. Yeah, gosh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to. That's high on my list. So freaking crazy, fun, just and unlike anything I've ever seen. So I think that's Mm -hmm. why I put it on here. It it just penetrated the society in such a way this year, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'll watch it many more times. So many memorable moments, and uh, it's worth your time. RRR is uh, my number seven. Nice. That was a wild, I mean, just a wild movie, man. I'll be honest, I put it, I didn't watch it until like two weeks ago, like exclusively because people who love that movie were like tweeting at us constantly about you got to, you've got to see, you got to review it. And that doesn't work on me. It makes me go the opposite route. I was like, no, then I won't see this movie because I'm tired of you yelling at me. Uh, (laughs) But I watched it a couple weeks ago and it's just bonkers just absolutely yeah. bonkers and very fun and ridiculous and over the top and silly like genuinely yes. silly and uh i liked it liked it a lot awesome what's uh i guess we are on brian or six <clears throat> yeah i'm at six six for me this is where i was like this is the live this is the top six these these movies are are 100 gonna make this list no matter what number six for me is the woman king hmm Greatest. Number four for me. Biggest so. off, biggest snub of the year, feels like for sure. In the awards. Yeah, I have no idea how how Viola Davis is not uh, in the top five for for an. I don't I don't understand. In a year where we're letting Anna Darmas in and two Leslie, all seven people who saw yeah. two Leslie get on. I mean, come on. Like, what, have you seen the doing? the articles coming out recently about? There might have been some fraud going on there with two Leslie. You <laughs> yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. No, no, duh. Literally, no one saw this movie. And <laughs> come on, like, re- and also like real bad optics. When when the two people who are getting left out are <laughs> come from the Woman King and Till. I mean, come on, like, what are we doing here, guys? We gotta we gotta yeah, be a little smarter not, about not this great. stuff. They're that saying really now great. that they're gonna make it where it has to earn a certain amount at the box office to be eligible or something and that would have knocked it out if that had been a rule but or how about uh, it just gets released <laughs> like how about that right like this is it was seriously it was like in four theaters we come yeah, on like, exactly <laughs> it never even reached minneapolis st paul i don't i mean what are we doing uh yeah woman king was really good and i'm still genuinely surprised that it didn't get like literally it got completely left out by the Academy. Viola Davis is great. Supporting work is great. This was, I mean, just really good movie. Just a really, really good movie. And uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in, in the Academy uh, and others that are involved in this stuff. What about you, Richard? Number six. My number six. We already talked about Cha Cha Real Smooth. So that's number six for me. Nice. Nice. Loved it. Can't wait for for more. I did a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I thought it might be like a sophomore slump a bit based on like the trailer then loved it. Mm-hmm. My number six, uh, you mentioned Richard is tar. Nice. I understand this movie is not for everybody. It was for me. Mm. I, I like classical music and I'm kind of a nerd for that 
world because I don't not a lot of stuff comes out covering it. Not for long though, because we're getting a bunch of classical composer biopics and things coming up soon, Leonard Bernstein and, and such. So big big times for the classical uh nerds. But yeah, man, this is a really um entertaining movie for the subject matter, I think. And um I mean it gets pretty dark, but I think Kate plays it with such gravitas that never really goes to the the level where you're just f- disgusted or you feel gross, you know, or you can with a movie that kind of takes some turns like this one does. But yeah, gosh, what a what a different movie and uh, such a challenge to make a movie about classical music interesting. And uh, there you go, Tar. All the ma- Tar was all it. the Mahler dude. Gonna be a big Mahler year. It is. Cannot wait. Kate's so, I mean, look, if Kate's in a movie, it's usually going to be a pretty good movie at this point. I will confess to you guys, Tar made me feel stupid. I, I think if I'd seen it in theaters, maybe it would have changed a little bit. I did not fully, I like every time I thought I, I understood the thesis, I guess, but like all the classical music, all the music side of things, I was like, mm. I don't feel like I'm understanding what's happening here. There was too many. I don't know if it was just too much technical stuff or I'm a dummy. I don't know. But it the the composer side of things kind of lost me in the movie. Yeah. But the That's the stuff I liked the most was the music sure. and then her shooting the album cover for Deutsche Gramophone and really enjoyed Tar. I think it's got a like an outsider chance at some Oscars, some big some big awards. Like hmm. a lot of a lot of people had this on the uh, as the number one movie of the year. I think LA Times had it as their number one movie, so Sweet. I think it's got some outside dark horse chance at maybe a best picture win or something like that. But there you go. Number six for me. What about number five for you, Brian? We're getting, getting into the top five of the year. We are. We are. Number five for me, uh, was, I think is probably the last movie I saw that made the list, uh, and, and surprised me a little bit. And, uh, and, and was like one of those where like a week later, I was like, God, I can't get this movie out of my head. It's kind of technically perfect. So uh, five for me is All Quiet on the Western Front, which mm. was just haunting and sad and, and horrifying, but also like really beautiful. I think probably the best score of the year. I'm yeah. not a score expert guy by any means, but I thought that that was like a perfect use of of a score and uh to drive the movie throughout and uh yeah so it was it was a really really dark bleak hard movie to watch but gosh it was good gosh it was good i'm with you for sure richard number five for you number five for me is chip and dale made my list nice. uh, that's comedy i thought for year. sure i would have it the highest of all of us loved nice. it loved it thought it was so funny so, so good Watched it the morning it came out. I wasn't even like a huge Chip and Dale guy. I mean, I was aware of them as a kid, but it wasn't really a nostalgia watch for me. It was more just like everyone involved and uh, giggled my to my little heart's content. For some reason, that laptop, <laughs> that freaking J.K. Simmons character of the clay, yeah, the Gumby, uh, yeah. yeah, the the Gumby police commissioner just cracked me up mm-hmm. so much. Where he comes in and to inspect the crime scene is just uh, amazing. I just laugh so hard. Yeah, like the mini apartment where everybody the humans are all normal size is so good. Yeah, 
Yeah, Ugly Sonic's a great bit too. Really, oh, there's a lot of good ones. Ugly Sonic that was a special it. movie. It really yeah. was. It was a way better than it had the right to be. I think yeah, for sure, for sure. underappreciated. All right, let's uh, get mine here. My next one, top five. Couldn't be 2022, not this in the top five, guys. Top Gun Maverick. Okay, yeah. yeah. Assume you'll have it higher. Yeah. But uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. And yeah, that's all I need to say. What more can be said, honestly? (laughs) All right, number four for you, Brian. Number four... Again, very surprising. Would not have expected this to be a movie that I not just was like, hey, that was fun, but like really genuinely loved. It stuck with me through the whole year. Uh, Has, I think, probably the best, honestly might be the best performance of the, I think it's going to win Oscars and I think it's going to deserve to win Oscars. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once is number four for me. Oh, very good. That's higher than I would have thought it would be on your on your list. Man, I loved this movie, and it it's such a weird it's such a weird movie, but um, I think it was like the perfect distillation of the weirdness. Like, just like we're gonna be as weird as we want, but we're gonna wrap it up in a story that actually has uh, that feels very familiar and has it's very very poignant and touching and sweet in a lot of spots. And um, and I I think that the acting. I think Michelle Yao is going to win an Oscar, and she should. And I think that may not be where the uh, the awards end. It was such a great experience. Loved this movie. Oh, man, for sure. I think it's the movie that most of my friends, people I know, it's the most mm-hmm. agreeable movie of the year. Everyone I've I've suggested it to has either seen it and loved it, or you know watched it and then told me that they really enjoyed it. I don't think I've talked to anyone that was like, nah, didn't really, didn't really like it. Yeah. You know, I think, just I think really the loved it. hot dog fingers and, um, <laughs> and the trophies, let's say maybe are a bridge too right. far for, for some folk. I had a couple of friends who were like, what, what did, what did I just watch? I don't understand. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, you know, don't, don't forget their last movie involved a corpse that farted across an ocean. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird stuff. Uh, but it, I think, but again, I, I, I think the secret sauce on this besides just great acting across the board and it got what four acting nominations. So, um, you know, deservedly so, but I do, I do think the secret sauce is it is telling some, it is telling a really familiar story in really weird, interesting ways and with weird backdrop and the events that take place. But the story feels like something you're, you know, and you're familiar with and is, you know, maybe something that everybody has experienced in some way or in one side of the story or another, as far as the, the mother daughter relationship and stuff. And so I think that that's why it is. I think that's why it resonates in spite of, or maybe because of hot dog fingers and such. For sure, for sure. Uh, number four for you, Richard. Number four for me is Woman King. Nice. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. it. Was pretty high on my list most of the year. Mm-hmm. Bump backed, uh, yeah, a bit, Just, but yeah, yeah, loved it. Thought it was 
magnificent. I was like yeah. not that excited to see it, which is always <laughs> the best feeling. Mm-hmm. Number four for me is one that uh, definitely stuck with me a lot. I was looking forward to. Uh, probably thought it would be higher, but still pretty high on the list. It's Nope from Jordan mm-hmm. Peele. Oh, nice. Nice. Really like this one. Can't wait to watch it again. think it'll just fit right nice and snug in his filmography when it's all said and done. And the uh, thought that went into this was just immense. So really appreciate Jordan Peele's um, work on this one. And Nope was just uh, really special. Liked it. Liked it a lot. Shout out Kalua. Yeah, he's awesome. That That should have been on my list. I I think I just... I, I, probably an honorable mention. I should have said that. Mm. That qualifies honorable mention for me, for sure. Got it. All right, number three, Brian. Really wrestled with how to rank the top three here. It just, it was three very, very good, to me, very, three very good movies and um, and kind of all over the place in terms of content and uh, themes and subject matters and whatnot, but you know, so like if any three of these movies ended up being the uh, best picture winner, I'm 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 good. I come down. It's it's uh, I think I think they're all worthy. So I'll just uh, number three for me is gonna is Banshees of Inishir, which I think uh, you know we did an episode two weeks ago, whatever three weeks ago. So don't need to go long on it. Uh, Mark McDonough is a genius, and uh, when when you take his work. And you give it to Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, that's going to be a great movie. I think I think it's fair to say. Uh, yeah, love love this movie. And uh, if and when it, I if it win whatever it wins Oscars wise, it it deserves. It's it's a fantastic film. Agreed. It'll come up later for me too. Okay. What's your number three, Richard? My number three is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Loved it. Loved it. Kept expecting for it to get knocked down the list all year, and it really didn't. It was wonderful and interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not a Swiss Army Man guy either, Brian. And uh, you know, pretty cool to see these filmmakers in my eyes redeem themselves. I know a lot of people love that movie, so mm-hmm. um, I'm really interested to see what what what's next out of them and so many great uh, performances in this as well. So yeah, definitely, definitely a top three movie of the year for me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Number three for me. It's one that I got to late in the year, but it was just fantastic. Hit all the notes that I was looking for. If it wins Best Picture, I'm not going to be upset, although it might upset some people because it's uh, not one of the biggest movies of the year, I don't think. But, man, this was just a masterwork. All Quiet on the Western Front. Nice. Number three. This was amazing like to be quite honest it was mm-hmm. one of the best war movies i've seen in quite some time i i was i really wasn't looking forward to that movie because I, I mean i've seen the original i've read the book it it starts to feel like if you've seen one of these movies you've seen them all you know and uh but it just kept building buzz and looked like it was going to be oscar movie and so went finally went watch and and yeah man like what a that is a major achievement in in filmmaking. That that was a it was a big big surprise. The quality of that, not just the. It could have been really easy to just let the content of the movie be enough, you know. But instead, I think in like every element, 
went above and beyond to make a great movie, not just a not just a good movie or just not just a movie that feels relevant or not just a movie that kind of sticks with you, but like to get all those things right and then you know double down with great performances and score and and cinematography and all these things was uh was a really impressive feat. All right, number two, Brian. Uh, yeah, like I said, three, three, two, one, real tough to to sort it out. I went, I kind of just went with my heart over maybe my head with with Banshees. Um, and so number two for me is the Fablemans. Can't, nice. I'm, you know, I'm biased. I'm in the bag. I'm a sucker. Whatever. Uh, I just, as I said in the review, I think the heart. It was really hard for me, and still is kind of hard for me to kind of sort through what about this movie is the movie and what is knowing who is making the movie and, and what, you know, the, who this kid will become and the impact that all of this will have, um, on my life with as Steven Spielberg's my, my, my guy, my favorite director and, and, uh, the, the, the person that I think of when the word director comes out, you know, comes up is, is Steven Spielberg. And, um, so there, and there's, you know, great acting, I think, across the board. Uh, but yeah, really, really hit home, really resonated with me. It was just kind of like a a great, emotional, probably weirdly nostalgic kind of experience. And uh, and I, I quite liked it. So two two for me. I wouldn't be surprised there's a lot of sympathy Oscars for this one. Like, yeah, John Williams, not the greatest score you've ever done. Not even the greatest mm. score of the year, but mm. we appreciate you and Steven and all you've done. And <laughs> so there you go. Mm. That's our last movie together so that kind of thing i could see maybe possibly happening too but fablemans was uh man steven doing steven stuff yeah yep yep all right number two for you richard number two for me is top gun 2 maverick nice Mm. great just pure (laughs) joy watched it like 13 times now it's out on digital (laughs) Um, yeah, I know this was a stacked year for supporting actor, but would have loved to see Val get a little nod yeah. there, you know? Sure. Would have been nice. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great. There's just, there's not a note wrong about it. It's so cool. The flight scenes are incredible. Mm. Plots just perfect. cheesy and awesome. And, uh, mm. loved it. Awesome. Yeah. Number two for me is Banshees of Inishirin. And we did an episode on it a few weeks ago. Go back and listen to that. But just about as perfect as we could be. And uh, obviously deserves all the credit it's been given and praise it's been given. So there you go. All right. Recap your top 10, Brian, before we get to number one. Sure. Number 10, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Number nine, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Number eight, The Batman. Number seven, Knives Out, Glass Onion. Number six, The Woman King. Number five, All Quiet on the Western Front. Number four, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number three, The Banshees of Inishirin. Number two, The Fablemans. And number one, Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Antithesis of Morbius, this movie that we knew is coming for the last like five years. And it finally came out and it delivered and it was a not just such a great experience, but like I gave you a little credit too for sort of revitalizing the film industry for a bit. Like it was such a fun, it was such a fun experience having this like month or six weeks period where 
I usually hate when people talk to me like normies, like regular people in my life. I don't want to talk to mo- about movies with you because inevitably you're like, I loved this movie and I'm like, I hated it or the reverse of that or, or whatever else. Um, and I don't want anyone to ever know that we do a podcast in my real life and all that kind of stuff. Um, Top Gun Maverick was the opposite of that. It was just like constantly people were coming up and be like, Hey, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? I'm like, yeah. It was awesome, wasn't it? And just, I don't know. It was such a cool collective water cooler experience that just so rarely happens with movies anymore. And, and certainly even more so with movies that aren't, uh, technically like superhero movies. Like maybe you could make a case that Maverick is a superhero and I would kind of agree with you, but like that aren't Spider Man or Iron Man or Batman or whatever else. It was, and for it to, to, for that energy and excitement to last for as long as it did, um, was a really cool experience, really cool thing that just hasn't happened a whole lot o- over the last five years. Uh, but fantastic movie. So it's a movie about nostalgia in a way that it, it ended up providing like more recent nostalgia on yeah. water cooler moments. That's totally. To- that's that. a, that's a great point. That's a great point. But, um, yeah, just such a Richard said it per it's, it is, it hits all of the notes perfectly. It does exactly what it is supposed to do. And then some, and, and, uh, man, what a, what a great time at the movies and, and in the, uh, 70 times I've watched it since, <laughs> since theaters. So yeah, Lo- great, great movie. Loved it. Super delivered on everything I wanted it to. Boom. There you go. It's about time. Something goes right for Tom Cruise, you know? Just want to be on the holiday cake list, man. That's my only goal in life is just to get heard that, it's amazing. that Christmas yeah. cake. Yeah. All right. My top 10 was Apollo 10 and a half, Emily the Criminal, Glass Onion, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Nope, All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Inishirin, and my number one was Everything Everywhere. All nice. Very nice. Just, uh, gosh, this is a movie unlike anything I've ever seen. Super funny, thrilling, touching. Uh, just, uh, this was probably a uh, favorite more than the best of the year. I think All Quiet on the Western Front might be best of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, everything everywhere, just super enjoyable and came out freaking early in the year and stayed at number one for mm. the entirety of the year. So I think that says a lot about quality of the year and both the quality of the movie so check out everything everywhere if you never saw it awesome. now's the time you've got time before the oscars and i think it'll win some definitely michelle will win and hopefully that comes to fruition but there you go that's my number one everything everywhere richard top 10 yeah my top 10 uh, honorable mentions were like the menu and nope number 10 glass onion number nine the Fableman's number eight hustle number seven tar Number six, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Number five, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Number four, The Woman King. Number three, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. And number one, The Banshees of Industry. <laughs> I can never say it. I always choke myself up on it. But yeah. So uh, yeah, we talked about in the episode. It, Banshees of Industry is, is incredible. Um, loved it. Uh, beautiful setting, beautiful acting, beautiful writing. Unique story. You know, funny, sad, everything you would want. Total, total perfect movie. So that is that is my favorite of the year. Awesome. Your blood wouldn't let you vote any other way. <laughs> like no. You tried. It's like a I magnet. Tried. Yeah. Just wouldn't. You couldn't. Exactly. Couldn't do I it. Just choked out a dark beer. 
to go to the way <laughs> that I had to. What a fun year, though, honestly. Like, all those yeah. movies between, the, I don't know how many we all shared in common, but let's say there was 20 different movies listed there amongst the three of us. Like, And kind of a wide range of of uh, budgets and genres and... Uh, yeah, I mean, that was... I, mean, I don't know how where this is the year is going to rank as compared to some of the other years that we've had um, in the 10 years of doing this, but that was... Uh, I don't know. It was it was fun making this list. Be like, man, there were some really good movies this year in a in a lot of different categories and genres. I dug that. It was kind of a varied year. Really, really fun. All right, I totally agree. Before we get out of here, guys, let's talk about MVPs and LVPs. Um, let's go with LVPs first. For for least valuable player, I had no other choice but to put just Spider. Just Avatar 2, <laughs> Spider, the entire Spider. Forgot about Spider. Took oh. what could have been a decent movie to an actively bad movie, in my opinion. So <laughs> Spider had to be the least valuable player. Do you see that they had to shoot that twice? He had to shoot all of his scenes twice. Well, well it was worth it. Five years apart. You, got, you had to include that. Spiders, my least. What about you, Brian? Um, I I think The Rock probably is number one for me. That was uh, mine. So you go, we're, you go on. No, that. no, I've been stealing your thunder all night. You no, go, you haven't. No, I got, no, I got another one that I can go to. Oh, okay, you go on the. Rock. Yeah, the yeah. Rock. Rough year for The Rock. <laughs> rough year for The Rock, and uh, you know, I think everyone I know of is rocked out. Yeah. Um, not with other things out, but uh, they. <laughs> I couldn't sorry, couldn't not. Um but uh yeah, it you know, everyone's you know, he's I was watching Squawk on the Street or something the other morning and they had like five commercials for Young Rock. And you're like, what is going on? Like he can't I mean, it's just so overexposed. And then he's added this and he was great for years, you know, nothing nothing against it. This happens, but just so overexposed. Everything seems so like corporately sponsored. Yeah. And then he adds this new layer of like Paul Feig uh, you know refusal to admit anything but universal success <laughs> um, so yeah rough year for for uh, Dwayne the Dwayne yeah yeah and spent all this time like getting this movie to <laughs> yeah to the masses and then have it land like it did I mean ugh, what a what a beating what a beating of the year for him um he does have the thing that other action stars didn't have, though, whenever we got tired of them. He can always just go back to WWE. It's like the right. entourage. We can go back to a pizza place in Queens or whatever. Like At least he can go do that. So right. that's good. Right. There's always money in the banana stand. Uh, absolutely. Uh, for him, if he wants to do that. Okay. Saudi money in the banana stand. <laughs> okay. So, that's, so odd that is- there's a freaking TV show about his life on NBC. <laughs> have you guys seen that show? No, Young Rock? Just commercials. I watched, uh, I think it came on, I think Dateline was on, and it was on right before that, so I caught it, caught some of the end of it. It's like full on doing his WWE career and everything. Yeah, I know. Like they were showing, they were redoing a match of him and Triple H from like back in 1999 or whatever. And The Rock's in it. The Rock's in the show. I know. It's weird. It's weird. It's very odd. Good bit. All right. Um, 
The Rock is the right answer. My my, I'll give you my second choice was uh, the Coke supplier on Elvis because he ran out <laughs> halfway through. I don't know what. Yeah, he dropped the ball. <laughs> so to speak. I think I might have hated Elvis more <laughs> if it had just gone Coke the whole time, but at least it would have stuck with the theme of being real coked out. Yeah. It's so weird to me that halfway through that movie, it was like, and now we're doing Walk the Line for the rest of this movie. I don't. Such a strange experience. I don't. I don't really understand. Hanks could have been least valuable too. Which yeah, Hanks had a bad year. First, first Elvis mention of the pod. I would have had it a way under the hour, hour and a half mark. But here we are. Yeah, that's uh, that was that was really bad. Um, my most valuable player of the year was Paul Dano. Nice. Yeah, he's on in Batman slash Fablemans. Big. Great year for Paul Dano. And, and Jalen Brunson. My other uh, honorable mention MVP, which I never thought would be the case, but uh, Leguizamo Sans is upon us. <laughs> John Leguizamo popped up in The Menu and Violent Night, and it was great in both. Never thought I would say that, but but yeah, John Leguizamo. Nice. Nice, nice, nice uh, year, 2022 for him. Most valuable player, Brian. Um, I got two good ones. So why don't you go first, Arby, in case in case I'm stealing your your spot again? Mine's just, I mean, the man that keeps movies on his back, Tom Cruise. So mine's smart, right down the line. Yeah. Okay. He's got the fate of the universe on his shoulders. <laughs> Everything depends on him, mm-hmm. but he's he's he keeps coming through. Very strong for us. So that's uh, good. I was a little um, worried, you know, with uh, the mummy. Yeah. But you know what? He didn't just keep doing, you know, a, a man called Otto and stuff when he had a bad year. He came back <laughs> with Top Gun, too. Respect. Man. Really? But that's scary for Hanks, too, though. You know, I love Hanks, but like that means Forrest Gump, too, could, could happen. It's always lingering yeah. out there. It's <laughs> always possible. <laughs> this Otto yeah. character kind of looked like an old Forrest. Did he not? You know, it's a skinny. <laughs> like, he looks primed to get. Him and Bob for one last run. Run it back, boys. <laughs> but please don't. Yeah. MVP, Brian. Um, I'll give you two. One's is is Colin Farrell, who's who has Banshees of Inisherin, uh, the Batman, like two mm. huge movies. And then also after Yang, he's really good in that. Yeah. And Thirteen Lives, he's very good in that as well. Like that's just as prominent members of the uh, the Colin Farrell fan club, this has been a really great year for us. And uh, I still haven't seen The Whale. I know everyone's rooting for Brendan Fraser. Maybe when I see that, it will change my, my tune. But I, I hope he gets the Oscar because, I, A, I want to hear his acceptance speech because it's always great. Mm-hmm. Every single time he gives a speech, it's incredible. But I love this man, and I'm, I'm just really, I'm really happy for where he has ended up given where he was you know, 20 ish years ago yeah. or whatever. So big win for him. And I'll also give you airplane movies. There were a whole bunch of movies I saw this year that were like solid B to a minus kind of movies that you could have enjoyed on a tablet, let's say, or whatever. And just, uh, with like vengeance and devotion and see how they run and confess Fletch and bullet train and lost city, just a whole bunch of, was that great? No, it wasn't. Was it enjoyable? Yeah, it was. I had a good time with that kind of movies and uh, that were 
you know, at least sort of made for adults. And I like that. I mean, we're, they were a good year for that kind of movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what a year 2022 was, guys. I feel like we can finally turn the page somewhat, talk about some 2023 movies, which we will do starting next week. Very excited for that. We've got rom-com talk in the VIP this week. If you want more from us, we do throwback episodes talking about older movies. We're doing some all-time bad movies coming up, too. we got a Gigli episode dropping with the VIPs later this month. So join us for rom-com talk later this week as we talk How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which is uh, in honor of kind of some the, the uh, month of Valentine's Day. You know, the month of love, all that kind of stuff. So check that out. That'll be a fun time in the VIP. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Yeah. There's a there's ten years of movie lists and maybe we'll do maybe we'll do ten more. I don't know. Yeah. Don't don't bet on it. But maybe. Maybe. There's a chance. If you had it told me, uh, you know, ten years ago that you'll be doing ten years of this, I'd be like, no. Don't bet on it. But it's the longest are, so. job I've ever had, I think. Yeah. Right. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like we always say there's kindergartners now. There are kindergartners that when we started this that are like in tenth grade. <laughs> so hey, thanks yeah. for sticking with us the entire year listening. Send us your lists on social media. Email them to us. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Click contact there if you want to send them that way. But we always love to hear what everybody thought of this year in movies and we're rocking and rolling on to 2023 we'll do this all again so follow us on letterbox brian and i where you can see these full lists follow us as we document our year in movies as we go along and follow us on social at mad about movies mad about movies podcast on instagram we love you we appreciate you and we'll see you next year <laughs> at the cinema Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya the silence is They're calling again.